0: What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every episode.
1: That's me, Ben. Renowned music expert Jay Carlin over here. Wait, 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 wait. Ready to be <laughs> on the pop with you. <laughs> I've already been thrown off. I know. <laughs> in, in what way? How and when? Did not, you become, at yeah, okay. not at all. Just not no, at all. No, this no, is no, if yeah. you're a longtime listener of the pop, you'll of course know that Ben and I are just the worst at music. It's really not our forte. No, no it's, it's not. not yeah, I, sometimes that's like one of those
0: areas where it's like did did like all of our interest in like like movies or fandoms or whatever. Did it just like completely squish out? Any I know it was like room? we don't have have yeah.
1: room for music. I'm afraid. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. You,
0: you used up that whole
1: closet, so right? No. Like you can hear it. You can be familiar with it, but like familiar in a way that like you've heard it and yeah. that's about it. Right. That's about the end of the line right there. So I brought it up for uh, I'm, I'm bringing this up because so last week, uh maybe I think it was last week. We were in the office trying to like just sort of postulate what was like the quote unquote best or like most iconic song of all time. Do you or, remember this? I, I
0: do. Yeah, so the the <laughs> songs that I feel like immediately kind of popped into our mind were, um, you know, like hits from the Beatles. Yeah, of course, you have uh, to think like
1: there's like probably yeah, the Beatles are in there, or like Michael Jackson, yeah, or Bohemian like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, and yeah. it's like if you look it up. Of course, it's impossible to. I think the word iconic is like a great word because if you say like most famous or like most played, it's like the those are like a little more like subjective and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. You're right, I mean, yeah. it's
1: always going to be subjective, no matter what. Right. But like, um, I found a uh, list of a guy who had gone through and tried to figure out this exact. Um, ranking for like, what is the most iconic song according to like, like what appears the most on like, you know, um, Rolling Stones lists of top songs of all time versus like variety you know, like just aggregating tons of data to try and figure out what does everyone kind of what where does all the data point to is indeed the most um, the most popular songs song. okay, like, sure, of sure. all time. Yeah, so, right? so,
0: But this is still this still has like a like a subjective glare to it in some capacity which is that like on some level regardless of the fact that it's coming from a variety of different lists. This, these are still lists that were all written by like fallible human beings they who, were who all like had their own sort of like feelings thoughts reasons as to why uh, these yes. these songs are yeah so whether it's because they
1: were like just literally successful in money because they charted the highest or whatever it did also take into account that there were like certain things that stood out like just musically about them as well okay yeah like, 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 like that, musical like, complexity or something. yeah like it's uh, like this is just sort of what they they noticed at the end of the day so it seemed like there was like a trend towards all the songs that were landing at the top seemed to like fall into like a category of the same sort of things okay okay so like I uh, Says, like, they use sound in a varied and dynamic way around 80% or in a major key. The average tempo is 125 beats per minute. They have low chord changes and even like using the sit sit, like, a lot of the same words in the lyrics, like baby or love, which is not surprising. Oh, yeah, those are just like really common song lyric words. Sure, 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 sure. Anyway, anyway, so. If you go through it, of course there are there are, of course, a bunch in there that you would absolutely imagine would be in there. We mentioned the Beatles. Hey Jude number six. Okay. We mentioned uh, Bohemian Rhapsody number five. Okay. Um, Imagine by John Lennon at number two on this. Um, so it's like a bunch of very like things you would you would really expect to be there. But Ben, do you have any idea what the number one song according to this list would be? I know that the song. So I'm curious
0: as to see whether or not somehow some way we actually got lucky because I think the song that we were talking about is um, oh my gosh, the song from journey. What is the don't uh, stop believing? Uh, don't
1: stop believing that was my guess. Immediately and people were like what's the most iconic song of all time. That was my first guess was don't stop believing. I don't even see that in the top two. 26. That's what I can see right now and I don't see it on there at all. I'm like double checking my math here. Am I reading it correctly? And I was going to yeah. say top 26 means it's 26th, right? Like it's not like
0: 13th and you're like, yeah, it's not in the top 26 <laughs> yeah. it's in the top 26. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm looking at the whole list here. I'm like, is it not even in the top 50 according to this list? Maybe not. Okay, Man, that seems so unlikely. Okay, it so I, I have
0: feelings on that. But we'll come back to it in just a second. So lay it on me. Okay. top song according of time, to this and this was
1: yeah. and I saw this on a couple other lists as well. So it didn't surprise me that it was the top here, but apparently the most iconic song of all time is smells like teen spirit by Nirvana.
0: Dang. I know which, like, <laughs> hey,
1: that is exactly how it starts. I'm impressed <laughs> that you could do that because like I when I read that I was like what like what like I couldn't even tell you what that song sounds like and that which is to say I know I've heard it over a hundred times in my life, it came out while we were alive. Yeah, you know, even when we were young.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: yes. So, like, I know it is a, like a I and I. Well, this is another one of those like Ben and J are bad at music sort of things. I would say for most of my life, I've been unsure whether it smells like teen spirit or team, team spirit, spirit. Yeah. because it seems like. Uh team spirit is what you hear about more often in just regular talking in <laughs> yeah, regular talking. In regular, <laughs> and, like and most everyday vernacular. Like, What's your team spirit? You know? It's like right. you go and root for that team and it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Smells like team spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. smells like smells has like a locker room feel to it, you it, know? It, it sure
0: does. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like, you know what? This smells like team spirit out it's here. Not. Like it
0: feels like the type of thing you'd say like at halftime as like the team is getting fired up because they're like down by ten. And it's sort of like, all right, y'all, this smells like team spirit that i've we exactly. got <laughs> let's go out there I let's know. win this game but then
1: i'm also like where is it teen spirit and it's like one of those things is like you know what's such a popular song that this is one of those things Is like you can't be wrong about because it will show your hand so this is me just admitting openly that i have been unsure about the true title of the song until this morning, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing where it's like I feel like I would say it in such a way that's like smells like Team Spirit. Exactly. And it's like like, like what did you like, say? What did you, just what did say? you <laughs> say? Slow down and be like, smells like Team Spirit. Yeah, uh, smells like Team Spirit. Did you say team or team? Yeah, I said like, it <laughs> yeah. What does
1: it matter? Yeah. It smells like Team Spirit. Yeah. Right. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So one, I felt just horribly embarrassed as ever when it comes to music. That I'm like the number one's like the most apparently according to like um, many lists. Uh, Smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana is number one because I'm like man I don't even know the name of. And then I'm like what does it even sound like? Like I'm like try- and then I'm like trying to think of like I'm like trying to summon the lyrics Smells like Teen Spirit in my head and it's like for one. That's not helpful because those lyrics are not in the song at all. Are they not? They're not no, in the song. No so it's not like I think that's also been part of my problem with the song. People are like, "Yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana," and I'd be like, "Yeah, like which one was that?" I'm like, I'm like trying to remember. Like, I don't because it feels like, of course, if that's the name of this super incredibly popular <laughs> song, you'd know the chorus to it, and the chorus would definitely be "Smells like Teen Spirit." And would, like, yeah, and it's like, but it's not. It's not. And then so, like on the drive to work today, I was like, you know what? I've got, I've got, I've got to correct this. This is something in my life. I need to go back. I'm like, I am looking, I'm looking up smells like teen spirit yes. <laughs> right now. And I'm going to listen to it. Of course, as soon as it started, I was like, ah, oh, this song, right, 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 right. And I'm like listening to it. And I go through it and it probably, and I'm like really trying to listen to the song. As I come in, because I'm like, there must because like, I've heard it many times and I'm like, it's never registered to me as like the greatest song ever. But I'm like, maybe there's something in the lyrics. Maybe it like really spoke to people in a certain way that like I've just never like paid attention to. And I would say it got like, I don't know, a minute into the song. And I was like, I don't know if I've understood one word that has. Been, I couldn't repeat to you a single lyric from this song yet, except hello and even that the third hello on each one is actually how low <laughs> no way. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, this is this was gonna be my question actually because I think like there is the like subjective response. I think that you know like everybody might have and then there's there's always gonna be the conversation about like overall influence that like a particular like band singer song person and you're talking about like Kurt Cobain and Nirvana
1: and oh, I learned so, a lot about Kurt Cobain this morning. Yes. do you know, he's dead. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Very famously. I didn't know this one. Yeah. Um,
1: Yes. I learned that this morning. This is one of those. things like, you hear that name around music a lot. I'm like, yeah, Kurt Cobain. And I think his name sounds so much like cocaine. Sure. That I'm always like, that are those related you know uh, like, like or,
0: is, is this like part of like his like like,
1: the, like yeah it's just like a chosen name because it sounds like cocaine it's like that's just his name it's just his name. just yeah. his name yeah yeah so um, anyway this what, is, i i'm telling you guys are like pausing to guffaw at my ignorance here and it's like i'm telling you So bad at music. Anyway, yeah, no, I
0: I mean, I get you completely because like this is like one of those things like where it's like I think people will talk about like the Beatles or whatever, and I think of them as like like people from history, but then some of the Beatles are just still alive also, and Mm -hmm. that's like one of those things where I'm like, wait. they have this amount of legacy and some of them are still alive. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like that's wild to me. Um, but so anyway, yeah, going back to smells like teen spirit like to me, there's like a like an interesting conversation to be had because a lot of the bands like that it was funny the way you actually phrased it because you were like like this came out when we were young. Um,
1: I know. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's the name of the <laughs> the, the festival. Yeah. yeah. So
0: like I, in the past couple of years, I've gone to this music festival that like has absolutely uh, like spoken to both like me and brother-in-law Mike who like, you know, grew up listening to all of these various bands yeah all of whom i would i would wager would say that nirvana was one of their early influences There's almost,
1: i mean that's that's basically it too it's basically like this song is like the spawning point of like the entire punk pop genre yes and it is like the the beginning of the takeover of like grunge music in like 1991 which sounds right you know it's like coming out of the 80s and it's like really shifting from like rock and roll to like grunge rock kind of stuff and like so it's like it's historical relevance is huge especially like throughout the 90s into like the early 2000s yes yeah. well, so and here's the question though because
0: like a lot of these bands that like we would have grown up listening to it was sort of I mean in in every new generation as the, as they grow up with their specific kind and sound of music is going to be met with elders sort of coming to them and saying like no this isn't real music or something right. like there, there's there's going to be this sort of like dissenting opinion I think about like whatever is modern Cause it's going to sound so different from what anybody else grew up with. And, and so like, because that sound doesn't match what they know to be music, like and this is not like a sweeping declaration. I'm sure there's plenty of people that like, you know, can constantly stay with the times and and constantly love like whatever is new or whatever. But I think that this can happen and oftentimes music marks a generation. But what I would say is kind of interesting about it is that like you know ha- having grown up liking a lot of these bands, I often felt as though like I couldn't even say like oh like Rise Against one of my favorite bands because it was sort of like like this is a band that people are not going to know. And then if you were to say like Blink One Eighty Two, it would. When you seem say like,
1: Rise Against, that's a band. I'm aware. Okay, so I know that's a band. Uh, is that shorthand for Rise Against the Machine? No, it is not. Okay. Yeah. Is that a separate band? That is a separate band. Th- that, rage Rage Against the Machine. Rate that? Oh my gosh! Those two things in my head. That that's another one of those things where I'm just always like, yes. R- whenever I've heard people say Rise Against, I assume they're shorthanding Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Or no. which because I assume the title is Rise Against the Machine, which also sounds right. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. like yeah, Rise Against. Yeah, It's like. Okay, right, because you don't want to say because it, it's a long name. That's why you're name, shortening right, it. Exactly. Yes, yeah, which would totally make sense. Gosh, this is like I'm so I, he, he, like, he, he, I'm he saying, like, saying it and I'm just like I feel so embarrassed and like even even when I was like looking this up, I was like I can't. believe This seems like, like this morning. I'm like this is the number one song. I'm like you know last year at when we were young. They like I remember the headliners were Blink 82 and Green Day. And I was like, that's going to be like almost impossible to top for this particular genre of music. And then I was looking at this and I was like, you know what would probably top it? I can't believe they're not even there. And I'm like, oh. Uh,
0: oh, you and mean Nirvana? Like all, yes, Nirvana. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that oh, was-
1: <laughs> that's, why, that's why you haven't heard about them much yes. here recently or for a long time now. Right. Yeah. Okay, and it's like yeah, and then it's like me. Can th- this is like I know it just sounds so stupid, and it's like why haven't you googled this before now? It's like because I just I don't whatever I don't know I just haven't. So yes, Kurt Cobain is the lead singer of Nirvana. Is Nirvana who's dead, but launched a like revolutionary revolutionary style of music
0: yes yes but yes. So, and, and so this this is like sort of like the the next piece that i was going to get to is sort of like i having grown up liking this music and feeling um in some ways as though like the kind of music that i that resonated with me that i chose or whatever was never like regarded as like like you know air quotes big air quotes sarcastic air quotes like not real music um you know so it's sort of like it's fascinating to me for like because it's like yes spawned a whole kind of like genre of music a whole new sound like like you know hundreds of bands literally exist because that song existed like all of that being true i would have still said like what he launched was like a like um or with that song launched was like a genre of music that had not historically been taken terribly seriously yeah but it's then, so
1: interesting whenever you talk because i've heard you say this so many times that like when you were growing up people treated you like that's not real music or something it's like that wasn't even present in my life like if it was music and it was on the radio, it was music, you know. Like, oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. So I mean, in but it's it's this is sort of what I think is kind of interesting because I think what would be a really cool way to test this particular metric would be to like almost have um some of these like most iconic songs of all time played in stadiums around the globe and having everybody in the audience wearing heart rate monitors oh. so that you could literally be testing the physiological reaction and excitement attached, like on average per person to all of like these various songs being played because that is the one where I bet if don't stop believing comes on and every single freaking person on the planet knows the lyrics because there is nothing more satisfying than being able to sing along to a song at full top volume in your car by yourself. That is like the most enjoyable way to me (laughs) to experience music. And because you're right, it's like so often the case, like some of these most iconic songs like Bohemian Rhapsody. Like I think I went down the rabbit hole about a year ago trying to figure out like what, is this song about like because i don't understand it i'm right. like you know it's like that's one where i, I, think, I, could, I like,
1: think people have been arguing about that forever oh no i know yeah. like
0: you know so this is it's like a weird one too because it's like i can sing along with a lot of that song and still have no idea right like what i'm saying out loud yeah um like like what words did i just utter
1: i know like what am i saying as i say this out loud am right. i like am i aligning myself with some sort of viewpoint that i wouldn't agree with if i knew what i was saying or yeah yes yes yeah. yes
0: yes, yeah so that and that, that's another one of those too. where
1: um
0: i think last week in office there was a conversation happening between um uh office manager cat and uh podcast editor video editor isabel where they were talking about like listening through like one of the taylor swift albums from like start to finish and like following the narrative like from song to song to song to song something i've literally never done in my entire life oh but, yeah uh, but then there's a piece of me that's sort of like am i missing out on like a truly incredible experience by going through and finding somebody's album that has one of these running narrative and being, because that's something that would draw me in.
1: Well, okay, I know, uh, I don't. Yeah, that's that is very interesting. It's like, yeah, I personally have not done that myself either, and I don't think every album necessarily like follows that trend. It's not. No, like no, that. I don't
0: think all of them. Do, yeah,
1: but some of them do. Some of them do. I want to say like specifically that might interest you. Like Green Day released like a series of albums that I think were called like Uno Dos Trace or something. Oh, interesting. And okay. they are all like sections of a story okay together they were released like quickly after one another and stuff like that so
0: well wasn't there wasn't there like a green day broadway show for there is while? i mean
1: there still is it's called american idiot yeah. okay yeah yep that's a good one but that's, that's yeah.
0: another one that i feel like if it came on people's heart rates would would launch up for yeah i'm an sure. idiot oh yeah.
1: absolutely yeah absolutely hilariously i've had this note on the doc for a while and it's not like a big point or anything but like um one of the in in my oculus the game i play all the time is beat sabers yes which, yeah, you know, yeah. which is like i think the best uh vr game available at the moment it's like dance dance revolution but lightsabers. Yes. yes yeah. if you haven't played it it's so cool it i still really love it. Fun. it's like the novelty is not one off on me at all. I still love it. Um, Yeah, just these blocks are flying at you with music and yes, it's like DDR, but you're holding lightsabers and you have to hit the blocks as they come.
0: Dude, whenever I watch uh, you play it, it's like watching somebody enter like a
1: flow state. Dude, that's exact. That is part of why I love it. Like not only is it just sort of like challenging, but like there are times where it's just like the blocks will be coming and like your your brain like can't it's like you like your brain and is just sort of like I can't take in all this information and just sort of like like zo- like it's it's exactly like being in the zone in the movie Soul where all of a sudden it's like your arms are just acting independent of your body in this like reactionary way and sometimes like a series of like you know 50 blocks will go by and it's just like and you're like I like it'll go through and I'm like I don't know how I did that like what just happened you know it's like it is it it is the number one thing in my life that lets me like feel like that zone flow state yes no
0: I know and which is amazing like there's this I, I can give people name of the wind for their bingo cards but I this is like one of my favorite observations from Patrick Rothfuss inside of I think it's wise man's fear when it actually happens but there's like this scene where like they're trying to teach like the art of naming which is like understand something so like inherently to its core that your what they called your sleeping mind is the thing that has been able to like fully access yeah. your knowledge <clears throat> and awareness over this particular thing and that knowledge and awareness gives you then control over something substantial like like the, the name, wind yeah the wind or the name of stone, stone or yeah. fire or whatever so then you can manipulate it because you understand it so completely through in a way that you can't articulate verbally but like your brain knows deep down inside and so the exercise that the professor gives like the this like classroom of like the smartest people you've ever met is like in in like you know one minute I'm going to toss this stone with three heft of force and i need you to calculate where it's going to land right and you know all these like brilliant minds then go to work with all these like parabolas and like trying to draw like okay like weight ratios and wind speed variances and like all the like the physics involved with like where the stone should land and you know at the end of like 15 minutes or whatever they're like we have no idea where it would go there's too many variables it doesn't make any sense and then you know he like runs down the hall he opens the door calls a runner boy in the runner boy comes over he's like stand there jeremy and then he throws the stone through the air and jeremy catches it down of the air and he's like jeremy's a genius right you know and it's like it's i mean it's funny because it's such a simple example of such a complex thing right but like the idea is sort of that like your brain can just sort of like like it's not like using specific degrees and angles and like you know turning your hand at this ratio at this speed in order to catch the stone even though it
1: is doing right. all of it's those like things, doing a lot of predictive stuff for you and you just catch it out of the air you just
0: catch it out of the air because it's otherwise a fairly simple task to complete but yeah. then when you apply that same type of logic to something like playing the piano a la your example from soul yeah or in this particular case like watching you play like the beat saber so it's sort of like you're you're not thinking like okay right hand up left hand over like not, whatever it's not like,
1: only am i not but the more you try and think about it that way like The worse you will play, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's like it's it's rather amazing to like see to see anybody ever enter that. Like that is those are the moments in time like where I think throughout history there have been like a small handful of occasions where I have like entered a flow state and it was just sort of like oh my gosh I am incredible at this thing and then you exit it and then it's like then you try to find it again and it's like and it's gone. There are
1: there are absolutely moments like in my life where I'm just like I don't know. Where like I I think back there was this one like 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 it makes me want to play basketball more. No. Like, because sure, yeah. like you know, I used to play it. Uh, you know, we used to like shoot just hoops all the time out in the cul-de-sac. And like, I remember one morning, you know, just a bunch of guys were like, "Hey, we're gonna play some pickup basketball over at the the park. Anyone who wants to join or whatever." I was like, "Absolutely, let's go. It'd be fun." And like, whenever I play pickup basketball, I'm never like stand out or anything. It's just like it's just fun to be playing.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And
1: like I remember, it, it was like it was something about that morning. And it, was, it was like I I entered it and it was like I could not miss. And I would like I think I hit one from like you know ten beyond the three, and I just sort of threw it up because like I there's no one to pass to. I can't dribble anymore. I need to do something with the ball and I remember throwing it up and it just like going through the rim and this like absolutely perfect way that the net almost didn't move and like everyone on the court turned around and looked at me and I was like, I don't know. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know how it happened either. It's like
0: should I get lucky yeah. or like you're I was just
1: getting rid of the ball. I honestly didn't think it was going in. I just sort of you know, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, but it's it like did. but yes. it did and it was like that like I don't know what was going on because it was like it was just like that that morning. It was like I was that you were in there. You were in the flow state or whatever. No, I know. Yeah,
0: but- i i had a I had a similar experience one time, also in the cul-de-sac. Well, I guess you yeah. weren't in the cul-de-sac for yours, but I had a flow state in the cul-de-sac once, where I think <clears throat> like when we were super young, we were into roller hockey, and so our current Ethan, the editor, uh, for Super Carlin Brothers, formerly of Popcorn Culture, who's just now switched, uh, like which job he works on. Him and I think uh, our younger brother Tyler were like we were into like Rocket League, yeah, and it was like we should start like a like a local hockey game. Game like a tournament type thing, right, yeah. and like we'll have teams, and it'll be so fun. And it was like, oh my gosh, this would be so great. So I was supposed to be the coach. Yeah. And so I remember okay. going out there on my blades, and like I was always like, this was like the sport that I did actually like connect with the fastest. But I do remember like while I was like chatting with them, and it was like, all right, so we're gonna try to like you know let's do an exercise. We try to throw the puck, and you know like from from the manhole cover into the back of the the tipped over trash can that we were using as like our makeshift right. goal or whatever. And it was like it didn't matter where on the full attack I was, I could like throw the ball into like the upper like, you know, not corners of a circle, but like upper like edges yeah. of the trash can over and over and over again. And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what's happening right now. Like, right. I, I, like I am not even this good, right? like, it's at like this. Sport. How like, is it happening right yeah, now? Yeah, it was really weird.
1: Yes, there are weird things. But oh, so we, be- Oh, yeah. I just remembered. It's so, oh, like another ahead. one like I think this is one that I can never even tell to people because there's like yeah, sure, but like we had a dart board in college and so you know, sometimes you're just sitting there. You have nothing to do. Yeah, naturally you just throw it over and over and over and I think darts is very much one of those games where it's like the more you try and think about at it, like the worst you're going to do if you're just there, but it's like once you're just sort of like in the zone, it's like you can like you can throw them so perfect and you know as ever with like college, you know you start well when you have it in a room, you just start like moving around the room. Why throw it straight when I get it at a huge angle or whatever? Sure. It's like I could almost never like get the bullseye consistently or whatever. I remember one day I was like leaving the house and I was like oh I'm still holding the darts and I just turned around. No one else was there and I was just for the sake of putting the darts away and not having to walk back to the board. I just threw them at the Board and it was like one two three and they all landed like on the bullseye. And I was like, "What just happened?" Because it wasn't even straight. It was like at an angle from this stupid distance. And I was like, "No one's here. No, no one's one here. saw no this. No one saw this. Like, what just? <sighs> oh, man, it's too bad. <laughs> and it's like, it's like I don't know what happened right there, but it's something about it just like made sense. It's like yeah, everything makes sense. All of the physics right now." Voop, oh my god. Well,
0: on behalf of myself and the rest of the little kernel community, just just imagine the collective up imagine just like, like, whoa, I'm
1: you're all retroactively impressed by this thing. (laughs) Yes, so this, nobody saw this, this is like we'll call
0: it circa like 2010 just for safe yeah. math. So it's like people around the globe on 2010. Remember a moment of remarkable excitement overwhelming them and nobody knew why, but now we know the now answer. we know the answer. Know right. The answer. Yeah,
1: you were there yeah. that day. It was wow. like, whoa, what it's happened? Like, what was that? <laughs> I know. Um anyway, God, how do we get into flow states? Beat Sabers. Beat Sabers. So cause we were talking about Green Day. Yes. And I just uh so Luke has played the VR has played Beat Saber is like I he I, he tried it a little bit a couple years ago and it's sort of like he would put it on and he couldn't really like do it but he's a couple years older and he had some experience with it so I was like oh he can just try it again or whatever and you can like change all the settings so you don't have to hit the arrows in like the correct order you just have to hit the blocks at all okay okay and you can like slow the song down you can put it on easy mode so i basically got like all the easy things set up for him or whatever sure sure and then the other thing that makes it hard is that like i can't see what he sees so if you have to like select menu options it's like it's very so that
0: sounds hard yeah it's
1: yeah you can do it on your phone and then it's always like no stand here stand here like "Mm, don't and it's like you know in order for the game to make sense like you have to stare exactly forward so I can center the screen to your face, but it's like they don't understand what's happening, so they're just like looking around like stop moving anyway. I don't want to have to continuously select new things. So I was just trying to select like the longest song available for him to play. Sure. And then, you know, it's at like slow speed. So it's like, yeah, hey, is gonna take like six minutes before I have to come interact with this again. Right. But the song I chose was Boulevard of Broken Dreams by, by Green Day by Green Day, nice. just, which is like the the GMA anthem. If you don't know,
0: it basically <laughs> is. It was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. But like, yeah, anyway, continue. yeah, which
1: is like <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the subject matter of the song doesn't match at all but not the point um, but so he plays it like two or three times and he's like daddy I just I just love this song this is a great song and I was just like of course you do of course you of do, course you it's, do. It's, it's in your DNA It's in your blood to love this song son
0: <laughs> that is so funny I know it is such a great song but I mean it was the number of times that I feel like like uh, we would get we would all be in the car driving around literally going nowhere yeah. just singing this song at full volume <clears throat> which would inevitably like like make all of our like we it would be like you know cold outside or whatever which probably we, we weren't doing some other activity um but i feel like it would always like fog up the windows in one of our cars yeah. so then we would get like pulled over and like you know police officers would come up and be like uh what are you boys up to be like we're just singing green day yeah like karaoke really loud yeah
1: <laughs> You know, but it's like, and then they don't believe you at all. You're just like four teenagers in like a a foggy car. (laughs) Oh, I know. You are up to no good, friends.
0: And the funniest thing in the world is that I. It's like at the time, it was like I the the level of injustice I always felt about the the frequency at which we were getting pulled over for no reason. I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, why is this always happening to us? Like, it's all. It's like we are not doing anything wrong. And it was like, and that was the honest truth it we really were was not yeah. doing anything wrong and it was like but like every single time you felt like the cops were walking away from the car just being like well we, we couldn't find it but it was in there oh yeah like, you know it's it's almost as if like we had successfully gotten out of like all of these instances and it was like nope we were just being kind of unusual yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we're just so, yeah we're not smoking or anything no we, we really just, weren't
0: there I remember one time you had these like really old uh, mats
1: yeah, in the, the bottom of your mats. car
0: and so it had like this like rubber material that was like actively dry rotting yeah and so underneath the floor mats was just like all this like black like uh, like dust yeah. or or it must like, have
1: looked like ashes or something yes yeah, yeah.
0: so there, there was that and then I remember like we had um, I think like our our sweats from our cross country team so like you know you go to like the the meets on Saturday morning and everybody be wearing like a matching like windbreaker and, and like long like athletic pants or whatever and you must have like stuffed them underneath the seat which then of course like looks like we've wrapped something up and stuffed it underneath the seat. So, right. like, you know, like we're, we're going through this like whole traffic stop and they're just like, well, what's that? Well, what's that? Well, what's, that? Well, what's that? What's in there? What's over there? What's going on with this? And yeah. it's like, it's, it's like, like these are my sweatpants. These are my why pants? do you want to see those? I know. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: and you're also looking at it from the perspective of people who don't even know what you could like why anything looks suspicious. Yes, exactly. You know, so, like, so it's like what it's are you like, talking are you being about? So weird. I like, know.
0: Like, yeah, I think there was one night like where you had um like uh, like all the like Harry Potter uh, or you had like a Harry Potter book like on DVD or something and, and they like wanted to like examine the like case. Yeah. And so like we kept being like, you know, we kept making all these jokes for, like months afterwards about like like how Harry Potter books were a great. Like like way to to conceal your your hidden goods or whatever inside of those pages (laughs) your contraband yeah Yeah. your contraband that's exactly it oh man yeah it was it was so funny but happened Mm. all the time yeah it was yeah okay yeah. well
1: there we go so we're we're peeling it back we're getting back to Nirvana here okay which as as I was going through it I I was like looking at the lyrics to like confirm that smells like teens teen spirit nice uh, was not like one of the lyrics and then I was like why isn't it one of the lyrics if it's not in the lyrics why is it the name of the song right which turns out that uh it like it is a super random story but basically Kurt Cobain was hanging out with the lead singer from this other band and she and her friends had been at like a Convenience store, or like a uh, where there was a deodorant for sale that was the scent was labeled Teen Spirit, and <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. Like, what does that mean? What does Teen Spirit smell like? Like a locker room, like weed, like sweat, you know? Like, right, <laughs> what right. a dumb name for a deodorant or whatever. Sure, sure. So then, apparently, they kept joking about it. Like, everything smells like Teen Spirit. Like, oh, what's that? Does that smell like Teen Spirit? Or you know? And then, so that she was hanging out with Kurt, and I guess like at some point while they're hanging out she like wrote on their motel wall and sharpie like kurt smells like teen spirit and he woke up the next day and was like smells like teen spirit is a great name for a song and he asked her if he could use it and like i guess it still like uh represents sort of the spirit of the song okay okay i guess but then um i, I guess he said it, there's a line there that says uh one of the lines that i w- like went back and listened to was we're here now entertain us Okay. Were you aware of that lyric? Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which he guess he said like that sentiment like encapsulates like smells like teen spirit and I was like, I'm not sure if I totally understood his meaning with it, but he was said like that was my catchphrase for an icebreaker whenever I show up to a party for years because a lot of times you go to a party and it's just like you're standing around talking and it's like, well, we're here now entertain us. You invited us here you know? <laughs> like that was his icebreaker thing man. What I, a,
0: like what a good observation. I know
1: <laughs> I know because like as soon as I read that I was like that is so true like some like like you used to have these parties and it would be like there you you like understood like the x factorness of a party that like i don't want to just have a party where people showed up and talked and left right you know right, yeah and it's like like i need there needs to be things to do at a party for it to to people for people to party like it like you would feel like just having like food and drinks and good decorations and a theme would lead to like yeah people can, and, and and then people who Know each other, drink some alcohol, fun, fun. Mary Mint is had. Mary Mint is had, of right. course. Yes, 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 yes. But it's like there are definitely uh, a number of parties I've been to as an adult where it's like, how was that party? And it's like, well, you know, I went. I um, I had some conversations, I ate some food, and uh, I left.
0: Yeah, it's. You know, it was like, yeah, that was that was, it was it. The 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 exchanging <laughs> of like social niceties, I think, is usually like sort of the it's it's the like i i feel like it's the it's the recipe for like a like a forgettable party basically is is if like the primary thing that you did was like hey what's going on with you exactly <laughs> that's so cool i'm so glad to hear congrats man that's that's really cool anyway yeah so here's my thing and then they say the same thing back and you're like all right well hey it was great to catch up all right we'll have, cool. to, we'll have yeah. to grab
1: lunch soon i'm gonna grab some meatballs off the pot pu- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then yeah, you yeah. just walk around and find the next group of people to talk have that same conversation with it, exactly
0: yeah. yes 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 and it's sort of like the the thing <clears throat> to me that. That I think slowly became very obvious it was like like all of all of like our our GMA antics in high school it was always like like I the things that always ended up being memorable stories yeah. were always that we were attempting to go and do some ridiculous thing that right. we thought we were capable of doing and it was so absurd and over the top that then all of the recollections. Of that thing ended up being all of the stories. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that is what makes something fun. But then you have to like when you host a party, you're attempting to like, how do you integrate something into a party so that like when you look back on it, you're like, oh, from that party, that was that thing. That was that thing. Those people did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So and I, and I think like. um, I don't even know. I mean, like not to, not to, not to dish on board games or anything like that. The, the question is like with a board game, like even if you were to like have people over for, for this particular occasion, it's like you need to have such a momentous thing happen inside of the board game so that like in the future, you're like, oh my gosh, do you remember that one night that we were playing like gin rummy and there was that, you totally played that one card in a way that was miraculous. And yeah. We'll, we'll never forget it. Like, but that's what you want, you know, right. like you, you know, so maybe, maybe you have a bunch of game nights so that eventually something truly remarkable happens. Indeed, you know, and then that way that gets to be like the the encapsulated memory that then everybody gets to share and look back on together and cherish.
1: Yes, I mean, so I've had many many a board game night where I can look back and like think of specific things that happened okay, just inside good. the game. That's good. Yeah got we reason, not too recently we had some some new friends came over and they were like oh I'm so in," you know like they they love board, they you know their collection was huge they brought over they had a, a backpack that was for carrying board games nice. and stuff and I'm like Way I, cool. I, I mean I was like oh, this is good you guys you guys brought over a bunch of stuff I've never seen before it's very good and I think like it was almost like I almost think like what uh, the husband of the situation loved the most was like sharing the games with other people. Oh, totally. more than like playing it. It was yes. just like he was having such a good time, like explaining how this worked and like how th- this is doing and I'm like listening to it and I think for the most part he must not interact with other people who are like big into gaming. It's just like this. Is like, I'm introducing you to a world, right? You know? right. And It's like I'm like listening. I'm like taking it all in like I'm just like listening to the rules or whatever and he, I remember we played this game. Game. I never it was it was some I, I couldn't even tell you the name of it. It was like you were trying to conquer some sort of Scottish Highland situation. Okay, cool, cool or whatever, and I'm like listening and I'm like, so how do you like? What is the wind condition? Like, how do you win and It's like, well, either this happens or this happens or this happens and I remember we were like several rounds into the game and I'm just like I've got checkmate, you know, <laughs> like I'm paying attention so hard to the board. and It's like my turn comes around and I am like, so this this and I'm pretty sure I won right like because you said this and he I remember he looked at the board like, huh? Well, I guess you did you know? it was like it was like at no point did he think people were like like playing serious. It's like we're all just sort of like I'm just telling you about the games sort or of they know it's just like he's yeah. like wait a second. This guy takes it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, like welcome all, to all those random wind conditions. You said I was listening. I was I was yeah, <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm working hard over here, and you guys don't see what I'm doing. So, okay. That's, yep, this is pretty classy, Jay. But mm -hmm.
0: to be honest with you, that does remind me an awful lot of like a lot of like my own aquarium keeping experiences where I think like it was so often the case that like I would go, you know, like we had like this retail store in uh, Daleville, Virginia. You know, it's like a little hole in the wall, like a strip mall type thing. And it was sort of like, I, I think what I really enjoyed was getting to go and sort of like be a coach for people who were like, entering the hobby for the first time yeah because i had just like a million anecdotes and a million stories and i could like i I mean i could talk about aquariums probably till i'm blue in the face like i could just keep going yeah you know like with all these like various things but i think it was almost like it was I, i very quickly like learned the phrase like do as i say not as i do yeah because it was like i knew all the fundamentals i knew how to coach somebody how to be good at it it's like if you were to go and look at my own tank you probably wouldn't be like wow like what happened there you know it's like oh i didn't follow any of my own advice is what happened there it's like yes you you because i can give you the advice and then you take that advice and go implement it it will work but if you try to do anything like me where i think i can bend every single rule it won't work at all right yeah (laughs) it's like i know so much about this that i don't have to follow the rules is basically (laughs) exactly exactly yeah there's
1: got to be a name for that like i'm so informed i don't have to follow the rules yes i know i know
0: and and i feel like there's probably innocuous variations of it where it's it's like you know an aquarium hobby in, in southwest virginia yeah, and then there's like dangerous versions of it where it's like being a politician of like, you know, an entire oh, yeah like right, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: there's absolute yes, I'm sure there are extremely dangerous versions of it. Yes, yes, I know, yeah, where you're just like, I, I couldn't possibly commit to this because I believe so strongly about it. And it's like, you're the worst offender I know, friend. Right. Yeah.
0: Right, right, right. Yes, <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. You gotta be <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh man. Anyway, transition transition. <laughs> Okay, so there is the like a kind of interesting set of so I feel like we we touched on like like a the corner edges of it a little bit like sort of me talking about like doing uh like like working the aquarium store or whatever okay and so like there's there's sort of like an interesting uh like couple layers to I think what was actually providing me the enjoyment while coaching people through doing like their aquarium related stuff. Okay. And I think the, the, the big question in my mind is, was it the aquariums themselves that I had like a fascination with, with, which I know on some level, the answer to that question is yes. Right. But then I think the other, cause that was something I was doing before ever interacting with other people inside of the hobby at all. Um, but the other question about it is that I think on some level, what I was discovering is that there was the personal enjoyment in getting to be like in a uh, like mentor or like leadership position to where somebody else found them in find themselves inside of like. This shared experience um and so it, you could possibly even compare it to like the the hockey example that i gave earlier in the cul-de-sac where it was like like this is something that i have some amount of skill at and because these two people are looking at me for like further instruction or advice or something it's sort of like that fills me with so much more like like happiness and enjoyment about the experience yeah that i think it actually like amplified my own abilities okay in some ways um but what's kind of fascinating and hopefully i'll be able to to frame this all together in a way that will ultimately make sense um but it sort of goes back i don't know if you remember or not but a a couple years now uh ago i did um a fitness routine called 75 hard I
1: absolutely remember
0: yes so <laughs> the the basic premise between 75 hard is that 75 days and there's sort of like all these associated like uh commitments that you make attached to it where you're going to like exercise twice a day you you don't have to sp- pick a specific diet for 75 hard but you have to pick a diet and stick to it every single day there's like no alcohol you have to drink a gallon of water every day um and read 10 pages of nonfiction. And then the other thing I think is supposed to like be like taking a progress photo. I can't remember if I've got all the specific details, but you can Google it. It's, it's right, everywhere. Yeah. So, um, the roughly speaking, that is sort of like some of the stuff that I was doing. And so inside of like reading these nonfiction pages, this was sort of something that I, I didn't really anticipate impacting me. So considerably okay. like, you know, that was that was the part of it where I, I sort of felt like I, I felt like the creators of the challenge were attempting to like fold in something that that provided the challenge overall with like something like kind of intellectual uh-huh. uh, so that it wasn't just such like a like, <gasps> a, like a like a bro challenge. Like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like, like this. This is sort of like for like like whole body whole self wellness, right? Not, not just simply like your physical fitness right necessarily um but what was what was really interesting about it is i was reading through these self-help books is that i feel like i was like drawing takeaways that i that i probably couldn't actually articulate the specific words of of the underlying notions however i think like as time has gone on i've been able to slowly identify what these two things mean and what's interesting is that there were two concepts that i feel like i was simultaneously subscribing to that are actively
1: exactly opposites of each other oh interesting
0: yes so both of these words are going to sound very like well depending on like i don't know They, they could sound like kind of like sat but i think that the underlying principles behind them are not hard to understand or relate to okay so that's that's like my that's like my technobabble warning in case these words are otherwise potentially new to your vernacular okay so All right. the the two competing ideas <clears throat> are hedonism and nihilism and they're basically hedonism is sort of this like central approach where everything that you're doing in life is to activate or uh try to ensure as much just like overall pleasure or enjoyment as humanly possible so like every decision you make is attempting to keep in mind like what will make me happiest like what is like what can i eat for dinner that will make me like you know like that will be like the thing i'm looking forward to the most and like what show will i watch tonight that will make me this maximum
1: enjoyment at all times
0: maximum enjoyment at all times and and to be fair like there's obviously to to both of these examples there are layers and that is almost like part of the point that i will be attempting to construct okay that's that's like the most like extreme version of one hand of the spectrum, um, the and then probably part of like what finally clicked for me is there's a phrase underneath uh, hedonism called the hedonic treadmill, and the hedonic treadmill states that basically your baseline happiness is usually about the same almost no matter what even if like you know oh i went and got like a new car so that like gave me like a peak but then like oh there was like you know i got like sick this week so that was kind of like a valley but it's sort of like your life is going to be these like ups and downs and then like but you're but you're always returning to essentially a a baseline happiness okay and i think a lot of times the hedonic treadmill can kind of they give it that name because it's almost like you're running in place a little bit Mm -hmm. because like things like Social media or like, you know, um, like shopping can sometimes be things that might feed into your hedonic treadmill where it's like, oh, I posted a new picture. That picture got like this number of likes and comments or messages or whatever attached to it. And that gave me like a lift. But then like the argument is that sort of like, despite the fact that that lift happened, like it, it doesn't make you overall Happier right. As a person, your baseline happiness is still probably about what your baseline happiness is. And the question is then, you know, again, you kind of go back to that, that like, how do you lift the overall baseline happiness? Not, not the waves that flow around it. Yeah. Are we following? Yes. Okay. Um, and so I think for me, this was like something that like I read about this and I was like, okay, I am starting to recognize this, this pattern of behavior inside of myself all the time like i would regularly be trying to set up like like kind of to to your point like like parties or trips or purchases or um you know like like again like going back to like social media like you know posts or whatever like you know i was trying to constantly like lob into the future like kind of pac-man style where if you can imagine like the little yellow circle chomping along it's like you got to make sure you keep putting dots out into the future so right. that there's more and more and more for a little pac-man to eat right and i'm pac-man you're pac-man example. Man. Yeah, right? exactly exactly so i think a huge piece of like my self-reflection about this was like man like i'm i am constantly trying to to play this game of keep it up with life mm-hmm. you know where it's like you just got to keep you got to keep finding ways to make sure that those those balls are are then lobbed out in right. the future for future consumption right and that was largely where i was placing like a lot of like my efforts and resources and everything was was all in the name of this particular act um and so that's like you know i'm like trying to like dial back from that particular end of the spectrum so that like i'm doing things that like achieve more like actual genuine happiness okay um then, on the other end of the spectrum is this idea of nihilism, which I would be I, I think that there is an interpretation of this that has, like religious connotations, which are not the ones that I would be using personally for this example. Um, okay, But nihilism would basically be like this this argument that would suggest that like everything is arbitrary and that things don't matter. And so I think that probably part of like my hedonistic behavior was being like examined from a nihilistic standpoint of like, oh, you bought like that new pair of shoes, but those shoes don't actually make a difference to anything and therefore are arbitrary and unimportant. Don't do them like which is an extreme again example we're living on the extreme sure okay yeah, yeah Um. and so it's like i think i think it was almost like i balanced the the hedonistic behaviors with nihilistic behaviors where i started to like reach this point where it's was like well nothing matters nothing's important like why would i do that why would i why would i invest the energy if like it, if it doesn't actually even matter at the end of the day
1: at all i guess so um, i feels like these don't feel as opposite as i feel like described
0: I think it's well okay explain what you mean that I
1: feel like if you feel like nothing matters why not have as much fun as possible with no consequences. I think (laughs) that is just strictly hedonism then.
0: I think that's strictly hedonism. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Cause I think that like the idea is that like, if nothing matters, it's like, what is, what even is enjoyment? Okay. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if that makes sense. So like I said, I may, may as well as
1: just be, sit here.
0: May, may as well do nothing because yeah. none of it will matter anyway, which is not the right way to look at the world just for what it's worth. Um, but I think, I think what's happened for me is, is that like more and more, I feel like I am starting to discover the, the polar ends of, of like, like certain, Life philosophies or approaches to different aspects of my life. And I think what's like what's important to me is like there is not like the knowledge, the fundamental basis of knowledge is knowing the two words. It's knowing that there are two ends of a spectrum to exist Mm -hmm. and so i think for me like that is something that i couldn't have articulated for a huge portion of my life Mm -hmm. like when i was doing something for hedonic reasons or if i wasn't doing something for nihilistic reasons Mm -hmm. does that make sense say it again okay so in phases of life was i doing something for a very hedonistic reason So like, like purchasing more aquarium tech, for example, like, you know, it's like, like I want to keep my interest in aquariums alive. So I need to get like the next piece of equipment because otherwise I feel like I feel like my interest is waning. But if I get that new piece of equipment that might like reinvigorate, like, you know, what's happening inside of the tank and then my interest will be like re elevated. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And then nihilism might sort of be like, well, what's even the point of going out downtown and dancing if I'm like you know, not interested in like meeting anybody in that capacity. And it's like, well, because it's fun to go outside and be around because you people. just personally
1: enjoy it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: But like, but is that enough of a reason? And it's like, again, the answer is yes. However, my brain has argued to myself before that it isn't enough of a reason. So th- this is what I'm trying to say. So it's like, I think without realizing it, I've I've probably subscribed to both ends of the spectrum throughout life without being able to give a name or an understanding to either. Okay. So I think like The knowledge on one level is learning the spectrum exists. I think curiosity is like the desire for the wisdom that is necessary to know how to use them both to your advantage. And I think wisdom is enacting this particular uh outcome okay it's like it's like you have learned like okay there's there's column a there's column b you got to have a little bit of both Mm -hmm. in order to like you know live your happy existence um and then yeah so that's that would ultimately become like wisdom is like where do you exist between the poles and then i think there's like humility which comes at the end of the spectrum which would basically be like the recognition
1: even for other people that the interpretation of these poles is incredibly complicated sure <laughs> like yeah like even as you're saying it, I'm like just because like one extreme might be hedonism and one extreme might be nihilism that doesn't classify all behavior as either hedonistic or nihilistic
0: it, no not ne- not necessarily no but I, I think that they can be uh, motivating forces for for behavior or not behavior uh, for in, like many instances sure yeah so um, anyway I think that like this has just been uh, like I think it's been something that I've been I've been trying to do over like the past several years of my life is going through and like examining past experiences and trying to understand like the root behavior that was like leading me to do this that or the other Um, and then like being able to assign those root behaviors the specific names and then sort of like with that understanding in mind, like reframing like a new version of myself and then attempting to find passion inside of that, like new understanding of the world.
1: Okay. What, like, why were you so determined to understand this? Like to begin with, like what, what drove you, what was like, were you like unhappy with your state of being? Um, I, I think like it's, there's probably
0: always, Like, how do you answer the question? I I think that like there's certain things that I would do. Like, like I think uh, like shopping, for example, was something for like a little while where it was like, like we used to have this like running joke in office, like, oh, Ben bought a thing, you know, like it was sort of like a, like a running gag almost. But then it's sort of like, but, but like, you know, then like, as you sort of like start to like look at yourself, it's like, well okay this is this, this like can cost money for Ben to always buy a thing yeah and so it's like, okay well, how is that then like impacting like my own like financial uh, security, mm-hmm. so to speak? And it's like, okay, well now I need to understand like well what is what is driving me to to buy the next thing mm-hmm. you know and and I think that a lot of that drive would be that hedonic treadmill example where you're sort of like like you wanted the next piece of like positive thing to happen and so you just kept Lobbing more things out there to happen. Right. No to-
1: faith that positivity would just come to you
0: i i well explain what you mean by that
1: it just sounds like you were constant like you even said like you're constantly trying to set up the next fun thing that will happen like have to plan another trip have to have something coming in the mail have to have like a party on the horizon like yes have to make sure that it is happening for yourself without like any faith that like good things will just happen without any planning
0: yes yes no i think that's a good interpretation of it actually yeah. yes and and so that's <coughs> it's probably taking um like like assuming too much responsibility that you're uh, like assuming too much responsibility that any enjoyment in life must be like created by your own individual self. Interesting. Which which I again I do not think is true. Right. Like I don't think that is like the way to live. But yeah. I do think historically it is how I have right. lived. Okay. And so it's like when you're trying to break free of those molds and live like in a more intentional or meaningful manner, like this is like where it's like you almost need to know like what the landscape is like what what like what does drive people Mm -hmm. what has driven me in the past and why has it driven me in the past right right
1: right it is always interesting to hear like your perspective on these things and like get inside your head and like what your motivations were because it's like it is like like I it I'm like thinking about this, like on my end, like am I? Do I like exhibit this behavior or anything? And it's like I don't think I've ever really thought about it like that. That like I need to constantly make sure that I am like setting a new thing to like be looking forward to, sure or something like uh I, like that otherwise or 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 else suffer like misery. <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah, right. 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 You know. Well, and, and this is this is probably where it was kind of interesting as we were talking about like the flow states earlier. Yeah, and I would argue your way of existence is much more of just like residing inside of like an actual flow state sure. like you. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, That's no, 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 the no. best compliments I've ever heard exactly <laughs> like
0: because I think what's happening is like, you know, you go back to beat sabers and you were saying like sort of it's like if you're sitting there like watching each block come at you and you're trying to say like, <clears throat> okay, like right hand left left hand up right, you know, right yeah. hand down, whatever. It's like that you're you're not like just reacting to the motion of everything that's coming at you all at once you're trying to make like tiny little decisions to make sure that your brain is actively agreeing with your instincts. Yeah. And so it's like, like, cause I think that that's like exactly what happened. It's like, okay, let me, let me fact check before I, before I move my right hand up. It's like, okay, yes. In fact, block is coming at me. The arrow is pointing up. Okay, good, good confirmed. You know, right. it's like you're, you're spending way too much time thinking about it and not nearly enough time just simply doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Um, which is, which is also part of like, I think, it's like like I think I've I've gone through like a giant like somersault, so to speak, where it's like, okay, what was causing you know this particular thing that needed the adjustment in the past you you go when you learn the underlying reason behind that particular activity or behavior but then you become way too aware of it to the point where you're like now inhibiting your your ability to just simply enjoy right you know yeah and so it's like now it's like i feel like now what i need to do is like it's like okay ben you've learned a whole bunch of stuff trust it go out and into the world and now start just like
1: existing yeah like what do you like to do oh wow what a loaded question (laughs) it's like
0: you go back to rock climbing for example which is like probably the number one answer i've ever had for anything i'm just gonna
1: like smack you in the face next week if you don't go rock climbing soon like yeah, it well, is, you know like here, like you so obviously enjoy it and like it and you don't go and it is like a, it is a mystery to me like you don't need other people there to enjoy you intrinsically enjoy it and you still don't do it here's the argument though is that it's like yeah like you said intrinsically intrinsically enjoy it
0: however what i enjoyed the most about the activity it's like the question is because i think like this is something like we're you're doing it right now you're overthinking it right now (laughs) to enjoy something in in its most fundamental capacity is like the relationship between like you and the wall and the rocks and like the sensation of being there and the sweat and the grit and the pain and like the blisters and like all of like everything that goes into it and it's like I know that the ride that I went on when I was doing this particular activity, it was like a one way trip nowhere, but straight up. Yeah. Like I got in there and it was like, it was the most confidence building thing I've ever done in my entire life because I was just good at something. Yeah. And so it's like when you're in that environment, you get to go and you get to be like consistently like on the up, the up, the up, the up, because there's nothing more fun than being on an upward trajectory. Yeah. Like that is a blast. Always. And so for the longest period of time, it was like I was able to incrementally like move up, move up, move up, move up. And then it was like when the sport stopped being fun for me is when it was like I stopped being able to continue to go up, which is then forcing the question of like, was I enjoying excelling in an activity or was I enjoying the activity itself? Mm -hmm. Because that is the question that is what i come back
1: to Mm -hmm. i think that a bunch of things coincided with when we like stopped going to the gym and that you have convinced yourself that's the reason but i think you could go by yourself at six in the morning with no one in the gym and progress zero for the next five months and have a blast okay that's what i think okay yeah okay good feedback yeah (laughs)
0: yeah thanks thanks anyway so that was that that's been like the like some of the big uh wheels turn in 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 my brain lately is, is just sort of like looking at uh, like the polar ends of any certain kind of philosophy and realizing that probably the answer lies somewhere inside of the middle. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more that like I can inform my own brain with this particular vocabulary, at least it makes me feel more qualified to go and live life. But again, the, the big argument again in your favor would sort of be the, the sentiment that I think that, when i would have enjoyed myself the most in life is when i wasn't thinking about any of this stuff at all yeah (laughs) so it's like it's like i i even even this is its own like third dimension of of like introspection where it's sort of like yeah
1: but like it's okay it's not like it's like necessarily holding you back or anything like you know you're talking about like the roller hockey example earlier and it's like there's like how you felt like you could get into a flow state, but it wasn't like the first time you were doing it or anything. So it's like, you still can't like enter that state until you've had experience with the like thing you're doing to begin with. So in in a way like having a like for you having an understanding of these things is like might be what allows you to like enter into that way where you don't have to think about it anymore because like the variables have been removed and it's like now you have experience with like like the hedonic treadmill so you can just like live a little more natural it's like you know you're never going to be in a flow you're never going to throw those darts and hit the bullseye the first time you do it right but like if you have muscle memory from 10,000 dart throws then like there's a chance that you're brain can disconnect from the motion and just do the physics for you and let your arm fly and hit the bullseye like because it can like call back on its experience and like that's getting in there yes or whatever yeah so it's like there there will be times i think where like in your future your brain is not is is like doing this you will be able to like get there without having to like consider all these variables because you have considered them
0: exactly yeah and so that's that's the grand question for me is that sort of like if if all of this stuff that i'm doing right now has been like like a giant training mission for like what i'm actually seeking out of my life where it's sort of like all the introspection all this time like this is like the blood sweat and tears stage Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like you know anybody who you've ever seen like you know win that Olympic gold and they fall on their knees and they're just like in absolute tears because they're like waking up at four in the morning for like 20 years of my life and all this training and all this hardship and all the injuries that we had to overcome and you know all culminating to this exact moment right here and we just did it it's like it's like that is the question as like whether or not like like this is this is like the area where I'm like it like it like the the mental gymnastics is like my sport right now Mm -hmm. and it's like it like am i getting better at it am i learning am i progressing and growing to the point where like eventually there will be like that that like you break through the other side and it's like boom i did it boom (laughs) like mental gold medal to myself yeah yeah then what then what then you just live happy I guess so. Maybe <laughs> sail around the world or something. All right, you know, yeah. Go, go like a like a little <clears throat> a
1: little like little boat with like a sailboat. And, you know where yeah. I think I can see people failing at this the most is whenever we go to trampoline parks. Oh, really? Yes. You know why? Because there will be adults that just stand there and watch their kids and don't jump on the trampoline. And what I'm are like, they? You're thinking? all lying to yourself. You're all so afraid of enjoying yourself that you won't get out there and do it because there's almost nothing more fun than jumping on trampolines. Yeah, like there it is like so it is like such a freeing thing. You're literally free in the air and I'll watch people just not do it and I'm like, you're just you're like optionally missing out and I don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I mean, maybe it's like dancing, you know, it's like we've talked about that a million times. That's the thing. It's like it's like because I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people would describe dancing in that same exact capacity where it's like, why would you not be out here? It's like there is nothing more fun like everybody's being silly everybody is just like just like flowing with the music.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. Dancing, there's a little bit more subjectivity, I would say. Because like, you know, you could look I mean, not not that anyone has ever like I've never really judged anyone I've seen dancing and been like, oh this guy. <laughs> 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 but like trampoline, there's no way to look stupid jumping, you know. It's not just, that I know. It's just
0: inherently cool. Right. <laughs> just
1: jumping, you know, just go straight you don't have to do anything cool. Just go straight up and down. Just, you know just bounce. <laughs> you know You're aware that this lets you jump high, right? <laughs> like you can you can jump right now and you would only go like six inches. I could jump here. I'm like five feet in the air, man. <laughs> like There is nothing cooler than jumping It's so fun. I love
0: it. I love yeah. it. Anyway, okay. So maybe, maybe a homework for everybody is to go to a trampoline park. Just this jump weekend. on a trampoline.
1: You know, yeah. trampolines are so much fun. Right, right. Yep.
0: How to how to break free of the shell. And that's the other thing, too, is that like there's, there's something cool about like the opportunity. So again, this goes back more to like the coaching roller hockey or uh, being aquarium people is like, like I think that my hope. My wish, my goal, if any of those things could exist, probably not even like the center of my consciousness, but I feel like there is some desire inside of me that like hopes that if any of these things that I've ever said on the internet has helped people break down the same walls that like I'm actively attempting to break down it's like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like the pop for me is like a like a like a live it's like an avatar like you know they have to like talk to the thing and be like yeah today we went out we like learned how to like jump from tree to tree and I bonded with like a horse or something yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's like a video log diary of like all the stuff that's happening it's like sometimes I hope for me like what the pop is it's sort of just it's like you guys are hearing my inner monologue you're just getting like all the stages as I'm slowly putting the pieces of the puzzle together and maybe someone else out there is like Ben I'm right there with you I'm doing it it too it It makes sense to me it's like you, you helped, you helped. So anyway, that's the that's that's maybe like the other thing too it's like you know there's the there's like the reason for yourself to want to do it and then there's the reason to like want to know how to do it because then you can share it with other people and if you can share it with other people you can make other people's lives better and then that would make your life better too
1: oh man maybe you should play beat sabers too yeah
0: maybe so yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. Like, just like
1: really just get lost in it, man
0: exactly right
1: <laughs> that's the, the cool thing about VR that I think probably lends itself to this is that like you really like it is very effective at like blocking like literally blocking out the rest of the world right yeah. you know like there is there is no distraction around you because it's all you can it's like your whole world it's all of your vision isn't even and you're like you know the sound is encapsulated in it right and i think that like helps you get there and which is yeah which is this this is also
0: like going to be one of those <coughs> very 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 interesting things as vr continues to develop is like, I mean, it, it, I feel like even as you're describing it, I was like, this is the ready player. One argument well
1: like, that that those people aren't in flow states. Those are just that's just like a escapism. You that know? is escapism. That's a, that's
0: a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I think well, look at that distinction. Wow. We have,
1: we have polls. There we go. Now you have to live yes. between those yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or just exist in a flow state at all times. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys just I, be in the zone the <laughs> the government called at six thirty <laughs> <laughs> Oh guys, thank you so much as ever for tuning in and listening to the show. If you have any feedback for us, you can send it on over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com or if you'd like to support the show, we have a really cool promo going on over on Patreon for our quarterly merch where because we've been so obsessed with pins lately, we are doing a five pin set for Popcorn Culture where there'll be five collectible pins that can only be picked up through this particular avenue. They're going to be super cool, very unique uh, and you can just sign up at patreon.com slash culture. select the quarterly merch tier, but otherwise, until next time.
1: Pop, pop.